Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Good day, good day, everyone. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. And don't forget our mantra, wealth is more than just money. Today, we have a tremendous guest on by the name of Ashley Cook, and we're honored to have her here. Ashley, how are you doing today, my friend? I am doing well, Paul. I am doing well. All right. Fantastic. We're glad to have her. She's doing some wonderful things and she is known for copywriting expertise, book coaching and more. And for us authors who are here in the listening community, we're going to learn as much as we can from Ashley today because she has the gifts and expertise to help us take it to the next level. So without further ado, we're going to start this particular episode and I want you to get out your notepads, everyone in Wealth Academy podcast community, because you're going to learn a lot today. So Ashley, welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. And it's an honor to introduce you to my community. You're known as the small business copywriter. When did you know that you would be this excellent in addition to providing content marketing strategies? What was your passion and your purpose? That was four questions. <laughs> all. All right. uh, first, thank you so much, Paul. It's, you know, it's sure. been quite the journey uh, getting here, but I'm so grateful to spend part of this day with you. Sure. Uh, you know, the, the great psychologists, they will say that in order to find or connect with your purpose, you have to go back to your childhood, right? Like yes. before the world or your world programmed you and influenced you to, to take some different directions. And that was definitely the case with me, you know, growing up, I never knew that we were poor. My mm -hmm. parents divorced when I was four years old mm -hmm. and uh, my brother and I live with my mom. So at mm -hmm. the end of one side of the street was a drug house. The other mm -hmm. end was section eight housing, which as right. a kid, we loved going to, cause it was, had the best Christmas lights in town. Exactly. Yes. And so, um, you know, we lived below the poverty line, but I had no mm -hmm. awareness at all that we were mm -hmm. that way, but, but that mindset started to creep in and it really showed up when it came time to go to college, to apply and go to college. Um, so as I was a kid and up into through high school, I wrote a lot of poetry. I competitively wrote and delivered speeches. I was heavily involved in theater and competed in it. And I really loved that creativity and that expression. I loved that story. Uh, and that was who I was. That was who I was before society, my world, circumstance, all dictated kind of who I should become. But when it came time to choose what I wanted to be, quote unquote, when I grew up, I mm -hmm. froze, you know, I felt this incredible pressure to, to choose right. And so that I should pick something that would help me climb out of being low income. Right. right. So yeah. um, when it came time to choose my major, I remember thinking like, I don't know, you know, cause I was doing <laughs> stage managing. Exactly. And so I was like, well, I'm a stage manager, managing management business, all major in business. Yes, and so I love it. I did. I went to, to UT Austin and uh -huh. um, graduated with a business degree and spent the next 13 years uh, climbing up the corporate ladder. So I did everything from supply chain to category management to analytics, sales and marketing. And what I found was throughout those 13 years, you know, I got caught up in the job, but I was disconnected from my purpose. Sure. And so I really wrestled with kind of being in between this tension of feeling disconnected, but also successful. Sure. And so, you know, I had these amazing experiences, but, uh, but it felt, it, it just felt empty. Right. And, right. and at the end of the day, it wasn't me. Um, I was in at that time, a high, a very high pressure position. 
and uh, my body was, was bearing the brunt of the stress in it. And I got really, really sick and finally realized that there had to be another way. I just couldn't sustain this anymore. Right. So you were able to identify uh, something that was not your passion and, but you rose like a Phoenix uh, from the ashes in, in regards to being able to overcome uh, I crawled. Over, I, it wasn't as elegant <laughs> as a rise from the ashes. Rise from the ashes. I'm going to crawl my way out of the ashes. Um, but that, you know, it takes sometimes you have to, if you don't listen right. to your body right. and what your what is going on within you, sure. if you keep missing those cues, the voice just gets louder. And that's essentially what happened. And, and mm-hmm. that's what led me back to the story. And that's where copywriting came in. And now I'm, I'm focusing, instead of being in corporate, helping other business owners and empowering them through their words uh, and, and mm-hmm. helping them grow their business. Uh, fantastic. Uh, I really love your story because it really is a story of overcoming. And it's really all about that human experience. And you truly have had it, but you didn't allow it to stop you or keep you in the quicksands or hurdles of life. And so I definitely want to applaud you for that, because what you're sharing with us is going to help someone else. And to me, that's what is that journey. Part of that journey is all about as well. Now, you've talked about uh, really the greatest struggle. Uh, I would like to know, how do you feel about it now when you look back on it in regards to having overcome those struggles and how can it, how does it position you to help others from it? Um, you know, I think experience. when I look back, um, at, you know, you have, you have the success you mm-hmm. have, you're doing everything that everyone's expecting you to do. You're exactly. living a life that, right. um, that from the outside looking in, everyone's like, you got it. You got it. Right. You got it all figured out. You're doing great. You're providing for yourself, but you just feel that emptiness inside. Sure. When it comes time to make a change, that can sometimes freak out other people more than it freaks you out. For sure. You've so changed. It can freak You've you changed. Out. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like all this change is going on inside, but at some point it has to, it, 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 it bubbles exactly. out of you, right? Absolutely. So when it came time to put a plan in place for me to exit out of my corporate uh, position. So I did copywriting and my corporate job um, kind of tag team. I would do uh, the corporate in the daytime and then, you know, build my empire, so to say at, at night, night and on yeah. weekend. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was also using that as a way to create kind of this long haul plans financially to help. Cause I knew there was going to be a point where I needed to make the leap, but I wasn't going to sure. be quite at full time yet. Uh-huh. Um, and Paul, I will tell you, that was one of the most fearful experiences was quitting a stable, like I, I know. corporate I've, job. I've been there. <laughs> and I, um, it's actually scarier than it sounds. <laughs> it, you know, it it, it is. It, yeah. it, it was one of those where and when I was preparing for it, I didn't feel that fear until it came time, until I had my resignation letter printed out. It was signed, sealed. I was due to deliver it to my boss. Sure. And literally two days before I was scheduled to meet with her, the pandemic hit. Wow. And they shut our offices down. They told us to work from home. And the most massive wow. amount of fear swept over me. And cause now I was faced with, well, I did all this preparing and I, I mean, and I'm an analyzer. So I sliced and diced all my budget every which way I have all these mm-hmm. Excel spreadsheets modeling every possible scenario, except a pandemic. And so exactly. what do I do? So I felt this fear, but is this the right time? You know, I've been writing for healthcare practitioners and now all my clinicians have shut their doors to their, their offices that they, they're not going to need yeah, a writer. They're, they're on lockdown. Yeah. yeah. So much anxiety. And that fear was so choking and it took me a month to realize that, that this wasn't a healthy fear. 
that, and I, so I, I know it was a month, but there was a lot going on in that month. So it took me a minute to realize, mm-hmm. um, I spent a lot of time preparing for that moment to leave and, and it was time. And so I remembered back to all the decisions that, you know, that we all go through this in our life where we, we go through hard things and they always feel like they're the scariest thing at that time. And then we go through something new and then that feels like the scariest. Well, this by far felt like the scariest time because I'm leaving my stable corporate job while the rest of the country is getting laid off. Exactly. And yeah. so, but in, in April of 2020, I went ahead and moved forward with resigning from my job and starting focusing on scaling my business. So I'm, I'm no stranger to that fear, no stranger to taking those risks sure. and, and learning that it's okay to feel afraid when you do that. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that because that's the reality. We're coming into reality and making that assessment. And here we are, the here and now. And a lot of times it's a matter of just getting the past behind us and, and then moving forward to progress. It's a stepping stone in many ways. Yeah, definitely a stepping stone. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And let's talk now about your greatest success, because I know you have success because we all know that challenges don't always last and their successes. Please share some of those and provide some examples of some that you've had over the past uh, even year. Sure. So I'll actually go a little bit back further because this would be fine. uh, Tell us more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this was one of my most favorite like, to me the greatest challenge or greatest successes come out of the greatest challenges right like absolutely it's so much easier sometimes to talk about our challenges when we're out of them because of all the growth that comes with them uh, so I think when I look back at at the things that that end up turning from challenge to success it's you know I, I notice a pattern of my where I've taken calculated risks and then I jump into something wholeheartedly, even if I'm afraid. And so I look actually back to whenever I was in college and, um, the the one time that really stands out that I did this was actually with my internship. So as part of a business degree, I'd never really worked like, I mean, I worked, you know, I did different odds and ends kinds of stuff through college to earn extra money. But, um, I'd not had like where I need to sit and interview and like get a job, uh-huh. uh, kind of a formal thing. And so um, I had to do that for my internship. It was required. And I was like, well, I don't know. And so, um, <laughs> you know, I was already struggling to feel connect, to connect with my business curriculum. You know, I was young and didn't have business experience, um, but I love to travel. And my, like I mentioned, my parents divorced when I was mm-hmm. four and we lived with my mom, but my dad had moved overseas when I was 10. Sure. So we had the opportunity to experience different cultures from a young age. So mm-hmm. I was offered an opportunity to, uh, to intern abroad in China. And so I like, I like jumped all over that <laughs> without even thinking I was like, yes. But then I thought, then those thoughts of like, I don't speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I know almost nothing about wine. I don't know how business in China is done. And then all the logistical things of how do I find a place to live? How do I get to and from work? I'll be there all by myself. What do I eat? How do I order when it's all in Mandarin? I'll exchange the money. (laughs) Right. And and what happens if something goes wrong and I'm there in the country all by myself? Yeah. You know, and so uh, that's a lot. That's that's quite a bit. It's a lot. And I, and the, the funny part is I was, I was 20 years old. I wasn't even legally 21. I wasn't 21, but I was interning at a wine distributor. And, um, but you know, you had, to, yeah, I had, you had to figure all those things out and it was, it was a real challenge. And I remember, um, you know, it was 2005 and I, I was paid 87 cents an hour mm-hmm. for, for my work and where I stayed, we didn't have a working shower. I had to bathe from a bucket. 
Um, I, you know, we came from a small, I came from a small town and I had no idea what business formal was. So before I even left, I remember my mom and I spent way more money than we had buying me a formal gown. Cause I had no, I'm like, I'm going to prom. Exactly. You know, (laughs) so I obviously never wore that over, over in China, but, um, that is so interesting. It was just such a different, such a, a cool experience. And, and even there doing the work itself, there was one point where I was put in charge of, of organizing a team building and it got busted up by the police. Wow. And I'm like, oh yeah, because they don't like that organization. It, may it was be- a crowd that drew. We were racing, right. Paul, we were racing eggs on spoons and it was out in public and it drew a crowd and they, and they're not fans. Exactly. Crowds. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm 20 years old. I can't get arrested. Can't, not in China. (laughs) China, I don't want wrong country. (laughs) So, but you know, it ended up being one of the most amazing experiences. But in order to have that, I had to say yes to the adventure. I had to say yes to the unknown, Mm -hmm. to acknowledging and feeling the problems when they came, but ultimately saying yes to figure them out. And I think it's that same spirit that's carried with me. Um, through these years and even transitioning from corporate into to being a full-time entrepreneur and ultimately using all of that to help yes. business owners solve their very real problems that they're facing too. Uh, for sure. But what, what an adventure though at 20, you know, is a little bit different than a person going to the military because you have some systems in place on the post or base, wherever you are, but to go independently and go on an internship in the big country of China, one of the largest populations on the planet, that is really remarkable. It was, it that's was, remarkable. I have to commend you for that at 20. <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and it was funny. Cause like, you know, you, you grew up in a small town and right. Yeah, and that's, that's, how I grew up in a small town. Yeah. Yeah. And do you realize how, how big and wonderful and mm-hmm. overwhelming the world can be? And it's, but you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you learn from that and the wisdom and experience and you order some weird things off the menu. Yeah, what is I this? That. And I learned about those the peppers that um oh, I yeah. remember the name but the peppers that numb your mouth when you eat them. Yeah, yeah. I I've had some that. of that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, but then how do you find a doctor and how do you get to the doctor? That's so, right. <laughs> it was uh, it was it that to me it, even though it had, you know, there were challenges and I expected those, it, that's, that's one of my biggest successes that I love always kind of stepping back into my memory and reliving. Exactly. Well, I tell you, I just listening to this in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, that's a book right there. That's a book just on experiences. <laughs> There's a lot of stories that came out of it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us, Ashley. So let's talk about something here. When I say the word book coaching, what is the first thing that comes to mind? And what do you want listeners to take from this? Thank you. So um, what I would say is for listeners who own their own business and whether they are wanting to write a book or wanting to write um, sales copy for their business, whether it's social media posts, blogs, uh, their website, whatever, a newsletter, I want, I would want them to know that, that if I had to speak to them directly, that you have what it takes to write powerfully for your business. You do, you have what it takes to write effectively and to do it without always freezing up or staying overwhelmed. Uh, and you don't have to figure it out alone. You know, even though as a, as an entrepreneur, you may run the whole show, you don't have to walk that solopreneur road alone. And that's why that's really what led me to expanding my services from copywriting to copy coaching as well. Because I realized um, 
I realized in a little ways into copywriting that there, there's kind of two group, two big groups that I've come across those who either don't have the time or they have the capital. They just don't want to deal with writing it. So they'd rather have you do it all for them. Sure. And then there are those who either love to write, uh, would rather write for themselves, or they're not at a point where they could have a copywriter do it all. And they just need some skills. They need guidance mm -hmm. and skills and, you know, and, and bonus if they get access to a copywriter who's trained and experienced. And so that's what I, um, that's what led me into the coaching piece is to serve to serve those small business owners who need that short-term relief uh, and long-term skill and, and right. the whole DIY yeah. realm. And do they take it that well in terms of someone who may not, um, they, they know how to write, but they just need that extra push to get them across the line. I th some of it is, um, there are two dynamics that go on that I found uh, that I've seen. One is when I talk to business owners, they just overflow with passion. They just, they, they love what they do and they love serving their target audience, but there's something that happened. They could talk to you about it all day long, right? Of course. Something happens <laughs> when they sit down at the keyboard, all that excitement up in their head. It's like it travels down their arm. I call it the sludge where it's, <laughs> yeah, it travels down their arm. It just, that passion slows down just slows slows they down lose steam. The time, they lose steam <laughs> and by the time it gets to their fingers they're frozen and they have writer's block and and then what do they do they lean back on on how they've been trained in school well copyright like writing for your business is writing how you speak it's not writing how we were taught in school that, that's true and so what i was one of the things that i focus on in in the copy coaching is um and a lot of business owners aren't expecting that didn't realize they were going to sign up to be a writer when they started exactly. their business. Yeah. So I walk them through uh, the four different roles of writing for your business. And that mm -hmm. stands for, um, there's an acronym for that with uh, the, the coaching program is called the ASAP copy club and the four roles are ASAP. Yeah. Um, so I walk them through that and, and help them give them tips and techniques to bust that writer's block and to mm -hmm. also um, write in a powerful way. But then also I realized business owners are super short on time. And cause we're carrying everything, right? We have Absolutely. all the hats we have to wear. We have all the balls that we're juggling right. and all at the same time. And so I also provide that short-term relief of different copy templates and prompts to, um, to help them get through writing their copy even quicker. Okay. And I know they appreciate that. <laughs> it's anything to save time, sanity and make a difference, right? Yes. Yes, that's really uh, remarkable. And again, the uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners, they're just so inundated because they wear so many hats. And uh, when it comes to writing, like you said, once it gets to the fingertips, we have a problem, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I can't write for some reason. I just can't write. And, and that's, that's pretty much what happens to people. Uh, a lot of it is they don't have that belief that they can write the book. That's part of it and something they've been talking about all along, but it adds such value uh, to their business. That's a lot of value it to does. it. Sure. And you know, it's even, I've seen it even, even down to writing a social media post Sure. where it's, it's so much smaller and nice. of a project, but it's, there's so much fear in, in what if I'm writing wrong? I don't know what to write. What does my audience care about? How do I even find out my, what my audience cares about? There's, there's so much that goes in that just, that can easily paralyze you. So my, that's why my, my coaching program is all, always around 
action and getting you moving forward and, yes. and getting, even if it's an ugly, gross draft, you get that ugly, gross draft down. Cause we, you can't edit a blank page. I think That's it was very Judy true. who said oh, you yeah. cannot edit a blank page. That's very true. And we know that someone probably did send a, a blank page out there one time, <laughs> assuming that they had sent something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's fantastic. So let's talk a little bit, Ashley, about um, how you enable and position people uh, to speak their language. How do you speak the language of your audience? What does that process entail? So, you know, a lot of times, um, when business owners start their own business, they do it because they themselves have experienced a specific problem Correct. and they want to address that, that problem that they've experienced. So in a very real sense, a lot of times uh, business owners are their own target audience. And the same is true, you know, in my own experience, I can, I found that I've been able to speak the language of my target audience because I'm an entrepreneur myself. So, you know, for me, writing is my jam. I love, I love writing and I love doodling and, and researching and, you know, nerding out on all the data and analytics and crafting it into a story. Um, But for me, that's what I love, but I get overwhelmed at other, other parts of running my business. And so I've had to learn to lean on the expertise of others in those areas where either I'm not strong or where I get overwhelmed. And so um, because I've personally experienced some of those very things that my target audience is feeling, uh, that helps me to be able to relate to them and and what the pain that they're going through. And I also know the relief that comes when help has arrived. And so um, that that's what I encourage my, my coaching clients to, to also to take that mindset as well, to step into the shoes, the minds and the hearts actually of their own target audience. And, Mm. you know, how do you, how do you learn more about them? So, um, you know, are you hanging out where they hang out? Are you reading what they read? Are you listening to what they're listening to? You know, I was having dinner with my practitioners. I was zoom calling with them. I was asking and truly listening you know, so I can learn from them are, are, are whoever the business owner is, are you doing that, that same thing with your target audience uh, to get into their minds and their hearts so that you can relate to them and really show them that you understand the, the, the pain and the troubles that they're going through, the, the things that they've tried and failed, the frustrations that they feel and, and how you're able to help them move through that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I think a lot of them really appreciate it as well. And the fact that you've, you've gone through it, you're an entrepreneur as well. You really understand uh, some of those challenges that come along with that. Well, and we so want to be right. heard at the end of it. We want to be heard. Mm-hmm. We want to be seen. seen right. We don't want to be sold to, right? And exactly. So effective copywriting is not about coming across as salesy or, or slimy at all. People can sure. sniff that, that a mile away, that a mile away. <laughs> and you have to come with a genuine heart. And that's, you know, I get picky with the clients that I work with because you know, I, high ethics in writing is, is so important because you're dealing with, with the emotions and the troubles of people. And you've got to position yourself in a way you've got to be able to offer them a solution. That's really going to make a difference in their life. And you've got to believe in that. And, um, but you can't do that unless you're, you're like sharing the same heartbeat as your target audience. Exactly. Yeah. Being able to speak that same language. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So Ashley, let's talk a bit about your group coaching. Uh, Give me a, give the listeners and I a behind the scenes look at what that's like in regards to working with them. How did that all come together? Sure. 
Um, so the group coaching program that I offer is called the ASAP Copy Club, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. and that ASAP stands for is an acronym. Um, so I'll get to that in a second. So sure, sure. Uh, it, with the group coaching, I I love like I'm like I talked about before that bringing that short term relief and that long term skill. That's really mm-hmm. what the group coaching dynamic is about. Um, originally I started off just offering the coaching piece, but then after listening to, um, I ran it as a beta trial and listened to the members and found that there was really a gap that the coaching was helpful, but it business owners needed that short-term pressure release, like something to help get them going and, and not feel stuck. Cause you can have all the knowledge, but if you don't know how to implement it, exactly. what good is it? Right. It's true. So now it's evolved into so much more. So now it's, it's coaching and it's action. It's taking, it's, it's helping them um, by providing them some different swipe copy elements, as well as that, that knowledge and skill piece. So how does that look on a monthly basis? So um, week one, we do a training on a tip or a technique that will help them write copy for, uh, for their business. So we rotate through the four different roles uh, of, of when it comes to copywriting. So um those four are, they stand for, they make up ASAP. So A is for actor, but not the way that you would think of like going on stage and performing. Exactly. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> it's totally different. It's what the actors do before they ever go on stage. And that's the character analysis. Yes. That's you learning all about your target audience. So I provide coaching on what do you need to know? Demographics, psychographics, how in the world do you find out about your target audience? Yeah. Uh, are you too broad? Because if you write to everybody, you write to nobody. Uh, then the next one is the next, the S is for shrink, uh, which is around the psychology piece. So that is, uh, how do you start to connect with the pain points of your target audience? What are some of those emotional techniques that you can use in an ethical, non-slimy, non-salesy way? Sure. Um, A is for author. So that's actually like, how do you write your content in a way that's conversational, easy to read? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some, some go-to tools that I use all the time that, that I share and I train the copy club members on how do you overcome writer's block, how to batch your writing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then P for polisher. That's where all the editing plagiarism checks. That's where you really spit shine your copy. So that's mm-hmm. ASAP. So we rotate through those in the, the group training. Um, Week two, I provide swipe files, templates, and time hacks, you know, how to get the biggest bang for your buck when you're writing, like example, how can one blog turn into a whole month of content for your entire business? Um, week fantastic. three, I do copy critique. So we take a live piece of, of copy and I um, highlight the strengths and opportunities that can be an actual piece of copy from someone in the club or, or a piece that I find. Um, and then the fourth week they get their social media captions and graphics and copy bonuses for that next month. So they have opportunities throughout the whole month to learn, to ask questions, get feedback on their copy and sure. um, get some, some stuff that they can actually use. I, I know they love it <laughs> it's, because it's, it's taken, it, yeah, it's taken them from ground zero, if you will, to actually become very good at it. And so that. It adds so much value. Like to have someone that they can, um, they can lean to if they have questions or if they feel stuck, they can say, Hey, Ashley, can you look at this? I need some ideas. I'm, I'm struggling with this. And then we just get the ball rolling and I help them brainstorm and and move through it. Oh, that's great. That's great. I needed this (laughs) when I wrote my books, I did it all on my own. I suffered. I struggled. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) Never struggle alone. We're in this all together. And I know that that sounds cliche, but it's so, so true. Very true. The entrepreneur life. Absolutely. 
you're not supposed to do this alone. It's a journey. Yes. <laughs> so thank you so much, Ashley. And uh, now we're coming to the close of this interview. But before we go, I would love for you to provide any additional information at this time that you can provide to the listeners and how they can get in contact with you and more. Sure. So um, at the time that we're doing this recording, my website's being revamped. Uh, So the best way to stay up to date is if you actually do go to my website at asapcopy.co, you can sign up for updates. You just enter in your contact information. We have um, an upcoming, a couple of upcoming workshops that uh, I do quarterly workshops to help business owners actually get copy written. um, And that's open to to non-members of the club as well. Um, So to learn more about those and different copy opportunities, head to asapcopy.co. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook with that same exact handle at asapcopy.co. You can find me there. Ah, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, uh, what I want to say to you, Ashley, is thank you so much for being an honored guest today, sharing your gifts and your expertise. And I know for a fact that there's more on the way for you. I know you're going to be so successful. I'm going to turn on the television one day and I'm going to be sitting in my chair. Hey, I know her. (laughs) As long as I'm not getting arrested for racing eggs, it'll be good. You will not get arrested for that. (laughs) But we really appreciate you uh, taking that time out today and uh, blessing us with all what you shared. And it's uh, priceless is is what I I look at. And so we definitely thank you. And I also uh, want to ask you uh, to come back. I'm going to be doing a live stream. So we're going to do the video, audio and visual together. And right now I'm just getting everything set up, but I would like to do that maybe in that April time frame. Okay. I don't know what your schedule is. Yes. Yes. So thank you very much for that, Ashley. And uh, what I want to say to you today is uh, thank you and have all the listeners to go out to Apple Podcasts and rate and review your episode and give you a five-star rating. If they gave a 10, I'd request that they do that. (laughs) So we want want to have that take place as well. So thank you very much. And I look forward to uh, having you back on a little bit later. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And to all the listeners in the Wealth Academy podcast community, thank you so much for listening today. Have your family, friends, and colleagues uh, go out here and listen to Ashley share her programs. She's doing some amazing uh, copywriting, and that's always very important when it comes to business and also as an author. So thank you very much, Ashley Cook, and have a great, great day and weekend as well. Uh, And my time is up and I thank you for yours. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy podcast. And uh, we're going to have even more fun as well. So Ashley, have a great day and weekend. And thank you, my friend. Thank you. You too, Paul. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you you for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 